Good morning, Boker Tov. Buenos dias. Sabah el This is Shanna Fold here with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020, which means we are on episode number 99. Tomorrow we reach 100 episodes here at the Israel Daily News Podcast, and we are calling on all our listeners to offer a sponsorship or contribution, which you can send over using the link in the show notes or by typing in anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. Now, let's get to the news. Well, yesterday I was warning you about this, and today it happened. The Knesset is going to dissolve and cause Israelis to have to hit the polls for a fourth national election. It's the fourth election in the last two years. The issue is that there has not been one clear majority party that's big and strong enough to have a government all on its own. The idea with the last one was to unite the two biggest parties, Blue and White, headed by Defense Minister Benny Gantz, and the Likud, headed by Prime Minister Netanyahu. But the two parties could not agree on anything, including the state budget which stopped Gantz from getting into his part of the rotation. He was supposed to be up next to lead the country. Gantz and crew voted in favor of breaking up the government, with 61 members of Knesset calling for a quits and 54 saying it is a bad idea to split up. The motion still has to pass through the committee and go through three readings by the parliament before a new election will roll out in spring or summer. If the bill doesn't get passed, the unity government still has until December 23rd to come up with a budget and move forward together. Opposition leader Yair Lapid of Yeshatid, which is a centrist party within the Knesset or Israeli parliament, says this is not a victory but rather a first step toward a different government that will deal with the coronavirus and the nation's economy in a way that won't make Israelis hate one another. Well, I'll keep you updated on this story as it is of grave importance to the country. Health experts think Israel is entering a third coronavirus wave, and Israel's coronavirus commissioner says the country is in a state of emergency. During a briefing on Tuesday, the head of public health services said, for the first time in more than a month, we have passed the 1,200 verified threshold for new cases per day. So that's 1,200 every day. Coming out of the lockdown, we were at less than 600 per day in Israel. The reproduction rate is now continuously increasing, and there are currently 16 red cities and 27 orange cities on the map. Sometime this week, the health ministry is expected to present its ideas to tackle the issue, as Hanukkah and Christmas are coming soon. Officials are trying not to have to implement a general lockdown or interfere with the joy of the Festival of Lights. That begins on Thursday, December 10th, of this year. That's the first night of Hanukkah. Get out your menorahs and candles. Diamonds 
are forever. And Israel's center will now play host to a new commodities exchange for the gem in its famous Diamond District, just outside of Tel Aviv in the suburban city of Ramat Gan. The United Arab Emirates has opened up the Dubai Multi-Commodities Center Authority, or DMCC, which is designed to encourage trade throughout the Middle East and focuses on precious metals. The Dubai Diamond Exchange hosts more than 1,000 companies within the diamond trade. The presence of this office in Israel marks another step toward normalization, as the UAE now has several offices located in Israel in many different types of fields. One out of every five Israelis has reported suffering from high or very high levels of depression, with a 15% increase in referrals to psychiatric facilities since the pandemic began. That's according to a new study by the Tel Aviv University and the Academic and Technology College of Tel Hai. The study also shows that at the same time, during the peak of the second lockdown, one in three Israelis experienced anxiety. That's a shocking 29% of the population. Dr. Tzvi Fischel, a psychiatrist and the chairman of the Israeli Psychiatric Association, sent a letter to Health Minister Yuli Edelstein warning that an additional 30% of treatment hours needs funding immediately, as well as an additional 10% increase in hospital beds to accommodate expected patients. An interesting point shown in a survey expressed that despite the older generation facing a higher risk if they contract the coronavirus, that being physically, people between the ages of 31 and 40 actually presented higher levels of perceived threats and depression compared to those over the age of 61. Yesterday, I jumped on a Zoom call with the U.S. Ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, who is hosted by the Friends of the IDF. It's an organization that does all types of interesting talks and information, giveaways, etc. Here are some of the takeaways that I took from the meeting, which was centered around the United Arab Emirates Israel peace and normalization deal that rolled out in August. Friedman started out by talking about the June 2019 Peace to Prosperity Summit, which was organized by the U.S., hosted by the Kingdom of Bahrain, in an attempt to share a new economic peace plan for Israel and Palestine. Friedman said that President Abbas of the Palestinian Authority literally ripped up the plan in front of the officials, rejecting Trump's vision. President Trump, that is, and hoping to isolate the U.S. He said that this did not stop the delegation from continuing to try to make deals with other countries simultaneously. He said the United Arab Emirates was a tough deal to strike peace with, but ultimately the country said yes in an attempt to increase the profile that they have with the United States and bring more cultural and touristic exchange between the UAE and Israel. However, the country wanted to do all of this while respecting Palestinians and their perspectives. One question which the moderator of the online event asked was if Friedman could share some of the tough moments from that negotiation. Friedman said he didn't want to rehash or relive those moments because they were very tough for him. He says what really matters in a negotiation is that you're dealing with people of good faith and goodwill and good intention which according to the longtime diplomat is something that any polished negotiator can identify immediately 
And to finish us off with a happy story, the International Judo Federation, or the IJF, has selected Tel Aviv to host one of its iconic Grand Slam tournaments in February. Through this event, Israel will have the unique opportunity to welcome champions from around the world. The Israel Judo Association president calls this event one of the most prestigious competitions in the world, and he says all the greats will be coming here to ensure their participation in the Olympics. Throughout the year, people who practice judo earn points by competing in these type of IJF tournaments. Placement in these events determine the participant's world rank, and during an Olympic year, which 2021 will be an Olympic year, this ultimately decides whether or not they qualify. That means this year's competition will be an important benchmark for the fighters if they want to head to Japan for the 2021 Olympics. All right, well, that's it for today's news. Today is Wednesday, December 2nd. Tel Aviv has a low of 12 degrees Celsius and a high of 22 degrees. That's 54 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 72 degrees for the high. Don't forget to subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. If you think that this show brings value to you, if you think it makes you more educated at dinner or at lunch or in the office place, then send over a contribution. Today marks episode number 99. That means tomorrow we hit episode number 100. There's a link in the show notes where you can send a $5 or $10 monthly contribution. The site is anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. Listeners to submit a donation of $5 per month for one year will receive a handwritten letter by me mailed to you with a special note from me and a little poem inside. Listeners who send over a $10 monthly donation or more will get access to a one-on-one Q&A with me via Zoom. I'm working on releasing a mini book to celebrate 100 episodes and we'll be getting merchandise as well. So I'll let you know about those. I am in the process of writing this mini book, which I think is going to be very helpful to a lot of people. In these last episodes, as we are about to hit 100, please share this show with everyone you know. Special thanks to Candace Cohen, Jack Meltzner, and Orion Fitlovich for their contributions to the show. I'll send you off today with Canto de Asana by the Israeli-Brazilian groove band Sarava. Have a great and productive day.
mandou me dizer Se é canto de ossanha não vai Que muito vai se arrepender Pergunte pro seu orixá O amor só é bom se doer Pergunte pro seu orixá O amor só é bom se doer Vai, 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 vai